IntelliKey Leadership Stories, the podcast for conscious leaders. We share the lessons learned from global leaders making an impact for their organizations, stakeholders, and investors. For people, community, and environment, we get inspired by their experiences, attitudes, and practices. Here are your hosts for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Welcome back, everybody, to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. And Kirsten, as we go into season three, we're reminded of our emphasis on this word IntelliKey in our title. You know, it's so unique. It's I think it's the only one still on Apple Podcasts. And this idea of reaching your soul's purpose and your human potential, not just your quarterly goals. Yeah. You know, Mark, it's so funny. I'm in the middle of philosophy right now. I decided to go back to school for just fun. And this is the age old question. What is a soul? Do we have a soul? How does the soul work? And, you know, as you and I have continued to grow this notion of IntelliKey and IntelliKey leadership, it's become evident that everything has a soul, including organizations. That's the foundation. That's the environment. That's the culture that everybody lives with in. So how do you thrive in that soul environment? And as we pursue this topic, we're just so happy to have as our guest today, Sherry McManus and Lou Everett, and their company is the Lou Everett Group. Lou and Sherry, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us, yeah, Mark. So- well, their, their combined experience in consulting, leadership development, company development, organizational development will really give us a nice basis for our discussion today. They've also been trained and coached by some of the classic teachers and trainers in the business, people like Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy, John Maxwell, Jack Canfield, all the people we read about in the books, and occasionally we can take the classes, but it's great that they've been trained by them. Kirsten, as we get started with the discussion, let's think about how diversity, inclusion, these types of issues of the day come to play in organizational development. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a great place to start, Mark, because it is at the forefront. We have the diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we also have this notion of the ESG that many of our companies and our leaders are speaking to, working on sustainable goals within an organization that support the social, the environment, you know, doing right for the right reason, we keep saying. So what I would love to know, just right off the bat, how did you come into diversity, equity, and inclusion? And how does that look in a corporation for you? And how are you finding leaders? So the reason why we decided to invest and actually tap into this. We had so much going on this past year that for being who who we are, and I'll be, I'll say the elephant in the room, we're white and that's how it is. That's only a piece, right? So we decided to go on a listening tour. We leaned into our mentors and our coaches and say, listen, what can we do? How can we become allies? What can we do to learn? So we took that time with this past year to really lean in and to listen and to see what we can do. And that's why we have invested in a value add to our services Mm -hmm. on that diversity and inclusion to be a part and to not only learn for ourselves, but also to help organizations to say, listen, there's something bigger. You know, people are not there just for the money. They want a bigger, they want to be a part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. What can you do to retain your employees and also to bring on new employees other than the money? 
So that is something that we become passionate about, at least one piece of it anyway, of why we decided to add that as addition to our leadership and coaching and what we do. We partnered with some of the most well-known experts in the space because we can say we were experts. We're not. We weren't experts at all at that time. We, were, we felt we're diverse. We felt that this was an important topic because it was impacting companies that we were working with. It's impacted our lives because for me in particular, I'm in, both of us have immigrant family members. And so we're like, well, there's a lot to unpack here. And there's a lot more that we don't know about. We needed to understand this better. Uh, because where we come from, we didn't really fully understand it. And so not only do we want to understand it, we want to understand it in a way that we can add value to a company that's going to enrich them and enrich their culture, but and ultimately enrich the community as a whole. And then we invested in the in this program that is a proprietary program specifically for DEI that encompasses not just the racial question, but the question of equity, the question of balance. It's all about people. And we had to figure out how to harmonize this together to help other companies create a culture that is welcoming in every generation, not just the one that they might actually have currently. Or check the box for that now. Right. Or just oh, check the box. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Sherry, you brought up a great point because <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if how many people are taking these courses to say or and or offering the courses within mm-hmm. their company to say, well, managers yeah. had to do such and such a training. And yes, we, sure. we covered off on that. But where does the idea of leadership come into really understanding these principles for you guys? Mm. Well, it's all about that, isn't it? Well, every one of us are leaders. And that's the crux we all have to understand, whether we're in a position of leadership, whether we're in a titled position, or whether we're a stay-at-home mom, we're all leaders. And so when it comes down to, to leadership, it is imperative that we set an example and how we set that example is it starts with us. We have a, the 10 principles that every leader must follow to lead with influence. We call it the empowerment system that we have developed. That first principle is the me principle. For a leader, it starts with you and it ends with you. Think about that for a second, right? So it starts with you, meaning that what you do and how you act and what you put into place, well, whatever it becomes also falls back on you. And so diversity and equity inclusion, uh, leadership development, whatever those skills specifically are being challenged are, it's your responsibility. Without that, you don't really have a succession plan. You don't have a way to continue to grow your business, your company, and bring other people in and develop other leaders without focusing on your development specifically. I, you know, I, I love this conversation. I think I love every conversation on our podcast. <laughs> have you yourself had personal experiences where you've worked in organizations and there's been an exclusion for one reason or another, and the teams have not been trained to cultivate collaboration and cohesion, right? And working together, because that's where this DE&I really comes from. How do we learn to be a cohesive unit so everybody thrives in that? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, because it's common, mm-hmm. yeah. depending on any organization you go mm-hmm. to, right? And a lot of mm-hmm. times it's implicit bias, right? We A lot of times we see that more than anything where well, we didn't even think about it. Uh, as an example, it was a company we were working with and we looked at the C-suite level, the executives and it, the C-suite and the executive level, right? We looked at that out of the, just the board itself and the C-suite level, there was one woman who was the president and was the owner's sister, we asked them, well, do you see a challenge with that, a problem with that? Because it looks like to me that your employees are complaining that 
there's no way for them to move up into these positions if they're a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, have you looked at the, what example you're saying? Why do they have that? That was the question that came to us. Why do they, why do they think that? We, we love everybody, which at the heart of them, they probably did. But what are you doing? <laughs> what are you showing to the people there that you are serving as your employees? Hmm. You're showing and them if, that, you know. Yeah, I'd like to go a little bit deeper on that. Have you personally experienced a challenge with it to be able to really understand? And I'm not saying you can't understand. That's not what I'm implying. So I don't mean mm-hmm. to do that. But have you? do you have your own personal journey within mm. this conversation that really gets to the root of what this topic is, like your learning tour. Sherry. I mean, yeah, especially being a woman and a woman entrepreneur, woman business owner, Mm. you know, there is that kind of odd ceiling, you know, that we as women tend to have in in organizations. So yes, I have it with not knowing. It's like, well, this is just how it is. And this is just, you know, that kind of mentality. And then realizing stepping back and in my own personal development have really took a turn and really dived down. It's like, wait, this doesn't have to be this way. We can do whatever we want. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter, you know, who I am, a man, woman, and that is when that was a realization for me. But yes, I mean, I had, you know, being a woman and being a certain role in a manager role and I couldn't go. And it was just like, well, all the men are over here and oh, well, you're just over here. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what? <laughs> uh, wait a minute. You know, being in that. Yes, I, I have my own um, experiences with that in different roles. Having to fight a little harder. Yeah, fight a little harder. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Mm-hmm. That had be if she was a man, right? Mm-hmm. On a personal family level, my my sister um, had adopted a black child, and we're like, "This is great!" and uh, love him to death. We all did, and she—that's just was he was part of our family. But the way other people view it, walking with them in a store, walking down the street, and not only was he black, he's also physically challenged. So now all of a sudden, you realize, man, are people really are really this disengaged with the fact that? this beautiful child's a person. And then my sister was treated a certain way. It is one of those personal things that, that have happened. I really think that if we all, every single person that's listening thinks about it, some of us have experienced it in some way, whether it's a friend, a family member that we know, whether it's ourselves personally, when we really think about it, we have experienced at some level, the inability for someone to understand the diversity that we have in this country. Very strong. Well very, said. Very heartfelt. <laughs> And I guess maybe this comes back to share your point about checking the boxes, but as you were describing things, each of you in your own experience, to really step back from these words that have become even an acronym, DEI, you know, yeah. just, or just say it, but it's like to say diversity, mm-hmm. you know, are we embracing the diverse, not just backgrounds, race, creed, religion, and so forth, but also mm-hmm. diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, you know, yeah. points of view. And true equity and true inclusion. You know, mm-hmm. how many times do you give up your seat on the bus? I mean, that's that's just a diversity, inclusion, and equity act, perhaps. So I, I go back to this idea of leadership and developing leaders as people, not just as managers, quote unquote. Yeah, the hu- there's a humanness that needs to exist in leadership mm-hmm. that's lacking a lot of times. And yes, there's going to be challenging employees. Yes, there's a bottom line you got to worry about. That is our responsibility. If we're in a position of leadership in a company, we're responsible for the bottom line. You know, we get the pressure from the top. So we've got to do this better. We've got to increase our metrics. We've got to increase our numbers. Okay. But now how do you as a leader portray that down to those that you lead so that that can be accomplished? Big question is this. 
And we ask this all the time. When you are bringing people, when you want people to achieve something specifically, are, is your team coming to work and doing that for you because they want to or because they have to? You will get a lot more productivity if they're doing it because they want to follow you. Okay. People will get up earlier, get to work before you because they love what you're doing. They want to follow you and follow that mission because of how you have brought them with you along the journey. How do we connect with those that we lead in a way that they look at and say, I'm on board. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do everything that you want me to do because I I'm in, I'm in on this. Yes. Well, and let's bring it to something very uh, timely and practical. You know, let's say you're consulting a company and look, we're, we're involved in, some people call it a labor shortage. Some people mm -hmm. call it the great resignation. <laughs> you know, what, what, would, what would a company have to do to say, I want to be the company that people want to go back to? Yeah, you know, sure. They still be, might be working at home. That's not what I'm talking about. But I want to go back to work or I want to be more competitive in hiring the few people, you know, that are out there to be hired. What have you, what have you seen with the clients you're working with? There's a lot to unpack there. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. We don't just do surface conversation. I know. I yeah. know. This is great. I love it. We are the unpackers. Yeah. No, this is great. That's why I listen. That's, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Most the fun. word that, that comes to my mind is purpose. Yes, there's the great resignation and there's also the disconnect that's happening. There's also the, the great retirement that's coming right behind it for that. People are, are coming out of like a vacuum and now we got to fill these new positions. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, what do we do? We're not equipping the next generation properly. And that's why we're so passionate because the, the old style way of the positional style leadership is gone of the day. That's not what we did pre-pandemic to get the productivity that you want at your employees to retain them, to obtain them, is going to be different post-COVID uh, mm -hmm. and post-pandemic. It just is. And it's about to the purpose and the bigger picture of what really is motivating the people of what is it that we can be to have gravitation to. Mm -hmm. You can give money all you want. But if you don't have a, a bigger picture of why you're doing what you're doing, your, your mission of your company, people are like, they're, they're going to walk. Mm -hmm. And we hear it all the time in, mm -hmm. in, in the businesses that, that we are. And plus, what we just said today earlier with someone, there's five different generations in the workforce right now. We need to, as leaders, yeah. we need to understand that and not just tailor one or two. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen. Right. You know, to, Take to some keep skill. going. Mm -hmm. For us, we coined this phrase. We have a couple of partners that work with. Instead of the great resignation, we're technically living in the great the great disengagement. That's what this is, the great disengagement. And that just doesn't even apply to employers, employees. This is applying now to the entire world, country. There's a disengagement between a lot of things right now. Politics and the people. Employee, employer and the people. Families and the people. There's this great disengagement that needs to be repaired for companies for employers, it's about, first of all, realizing I have to do something different than I did before. That's number one. That's step number one. And get out of your mind that you're going to be able to go back to normal. We talked about this in the beginning of the pandemic. We started putting on all these different free events and trying to keep people engaged. And one of the things we kept telling them and foreseeing in the future, because we have mentors and coaches that help us to see this too, that there's not going to be 
a same way. It's not going to be the normal that you see now or then. Well, and we that, that leads it. what's needed in our leadership today, our employees, our leaderships, our money, our governments is innovation. Mm -hmm. Right. And critical thinking, which are not skill sets that are trained in our current educational system. Right. right. It's actually you're really asked to not think for yourself. Mm -hmm. Do a book, study, take a test, done. So my question to you is you have to harness not only just purpose, because that isn't even enough. You have to harness the potential within a person and Mm -hmm. really uncover who they are and what their contribution is so it can be a value add. People want to be valued and appreciated. So how do you you teach corporations to retain and attract those employees, right? Because a rah-rah speech or look, I can see you, that just doesn't work, right? Right. People want to be a contribution. They want to be a value. They want to be a part of, not just part of your vision. They want to be the vision, right? right? So how do you, how do you motivate the employees to actually stand in that space? Because it takes a lot to pull a whole team. It's got to be real, right? It has to be, of course, it's absolutely. It's got to be real. Mm-hmm. It's got to be real. It's got to be authentic. And your goal is a leader needs factor, really. you got to have it, the it, buy-in factor. And then yeah. buy-in factor is really, it comes down to influence. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> but no, it's the influence. It's, it's really was. And we're, it doesn't matter who you are. We're influencing people every day, either for the greater good, positive, negative, if we know it or not. And that is something that as a, as a leader, wherever position, doesn't matter what position that you are, speaks volumes. And then you have to walk the walk and being intentional. I mean, that's just a yeah. See, well, everything that you just said, Kirsten, about the need to, like, how do you go and, 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 make, and convince them to that it's necessary to, basically what you're saying is meet them where they are and get them on board. And, and it's about connection, mm-hmm. authenticity and connection. Very simply, give you one action step. Let's say Pat. Pat is an employee. He started off and he did an amazing job. He, first off, he was like rock and roll, a rock star. And all of a sudden, Pat kind of starts to slow down. And he's doing okay. Customers love him, but he's just not, he can do better. But what's going on with Pat? Now, Pat can be 15, 20, 25, or 100 Pats, right, in our teams. We can have many of those. Well, the first thing we need to do is understand their story. The trouble with ineffective and negatively influential leaders in the past is because they didn't take the time nor cared to learn the story of their people that they're leading. That's going to be the difference, whether or not you're going to actually find ways to be innovative to connect with those that you're leading. Yeah, very provocative. Well, before we close, what a great conversation. First of all, Lou and Sherry, it's been great to have you with us. Tell us how we can connect with you, your company, and follow your work. Absolutely. Yeah, we're looking on uh, LinkedIn as well as Facebook and Instagram. And our website is loueverettgroup.com. So literally put Lou Everett in and we'll pop up for you. (laughs) Sounds great. Well, I would love to put a punctuation on some of this conversation and go all the way back to the beginning. One of your trainers and mentors and teachers, as was mine, was Zig Ziglar. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but wonder if Zig were on this call right now. First of all, we'd be laughing a lot more. But, uh, (laughs) you know, he always said that you can get everything you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't that be an interesting thing? I'd love to hear you're putting that through the context of diversity, equity and inclusion. You know, what would Zig say about that? Love that that question. What would Uh Zig say? 
<laughs> what would <laughs> Zeke say? <laughs> well, I, I would I, I would never want to put words in Zeke's mouth well, no, because he has a way to say <laughs> However, what he already said about basically what you give, you're going to get in return. We're all on a path to the same thing, and that's called success. We all want success, whatever that might be. Whatever we can do as leaders to give to people, to give them the guidance and the way to get there, whether it's mentorship, whether it's coaching, whether it's being a friend, whether it's being a manager that sits down and says, I've noticed your, your numbers have slid really in the last month. Is everything okay? How, how are you doing during this pandemic? I think Zig would look at it and say, there are people. People are the only ones that can give and they're the only ones that can take. You have a choice. Are you going to give or are you going to take? That's a good takeaway for this conversation. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Lou Everett and Sherry McManus of the Lou Everett Group. We really appreciate you being with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And Kirsten, you. you and I will be back on our next episode, continuing to talk to leaders in all sorts of fields, exploring this topic. We will. We just continue to keep going. So many brilliant leaders. And looking at what we can do for our organizations, our people, but also the environment, the planet, all in the context of, of course, business. We must be financially successful to fuel some of these goals and purposes, but we also want to achieve our soul's potential as well. And that's what our podcast is all about. So join us again for our next episode. For Kirsten Goldie, I'm Mark Stenson, and this is IntelliKey Leadership Stories. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn and visit our website, pureintellikey.com. I'm Jared Kajak. Join us again for our next episode of IntelliKey Leadership Stories. This podcast is produced by BSB Media. We also host two other podcasts you might enjoy, Unlocking Your World of Creativity and Five Minutes of Peace. Subscribe today and leave a review on your favorite podcast player.